Hello everyone, happy Resurrection Day. Happy Resurrection Day. And happy Resurrection Day to you. And to you also. Boy, don't you look pretty. Well, thank you. You look very handsome. Oh, and I like your bow tie. You like my bow tie. I like wow. his bow tie. You, you know, that's the first time that I've wore, uh, worn a bow tie since I was about five years old. I was in a wedding and I was a ring, uh, I was a ring, almost said pallbearer. I was a ring bearer. <laughs> in a wedding and uh, wore a tuxedo and had a bow tie on then, but I haven't worn one in all these years. And uh, your brother, Steve, gave me this bow tie. So uh, thanks, Steve. So you think I look okay? You look great. Okay, he so has good taste. He, okay. Well, you may not, you better look good because you may not see me in another bow tie again for another long time. So I'm not a bow tie kind of guy, but. Looks great on you. Okay, but thanks, Steve. So, hey, again, uh, today is, uh, is, is Resurrection Day and, uh, of course, uh, Easter, you know, and, uh, do you have any memories of Easter? I guess if I were to think about it, I'd think about, uh, going to my grandma Murphy's house. She lived in South St. Louis on Minnesota and, uh, the four of us kids, we, there were four kids back then. We'd all go in our suit, the boys in their suits and the girls in their dresses and the matching coats and the big hats. And we'd all have Easter baskets mm-hmm. and we'd hunt for Easter eggs in the backyard. Wow. So that was, that's your, one of your best Easter memories. Mm-hmm. I know maybe my best Easter memory. We have this big field outside my house. I, I was five years old. That was the last time I wore the bow tie too, but I came home from Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember getting home and the other kids were already there and all the Easter eggs were out and I was so excited. I, I got out of my dad's car, the truck actually, and I started running into the house <laughs> and about halfway in, I was unbuckling my, my belt, my pants, cause I wanted to change into my Easter egg hunting outfit and my pants fell down. And so this little <laughs> five-year-old kid, me running into the house with my pants down around my ankles, but I ran on, thank God I had underwear on, but I ran in there and changed and went out and, and hunted Easter eggs. I remember that's, I guess, one Easter memory that I have. But of course, uh, you know, today is far more than uh, uh, Easter bunny or Easter egg hunting. Today is a very important day and uh, it's about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And and so uh, I'm not going to preach. We're not going to preach a formal sermon to you. I, I could do that. I've done over 30 of them over the years and I could I could tell you a lot about the resurrection. But, you know, you know, Diane, of all the messages that I've preached on the resurrection, the one that I think was was my favorite, one year I preached on uh, the proofs of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus good. Christ. And, uh, and and I laid out several, you know, real good proofs from, from the Bible and from history and so forth. And uh, I thought that was a good message. But, you know, on, on that uh, list that I gave in that sermon, I think the greatest proof of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is a changed life. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, a changed life. And, and I think, you know, I think about, you know, uh, the Apostle Paul. He didn't start out as the Apostle Paul. No, he didn't. He started out as Saul of Tarsus and mm-hmm. he was a very religious man. He lived by all the religious rules and regulations of Judaism. Mm-hmm. But, uh, of course he, he persecuted Christianity. And, uh, uh, though he was very religious, uh, he, he really, uh, you know, you could argue very easily that he wasn't a very nice guy, you no, know, no. at all. And, and he didn't like Christians at all. No. And, uh, he was on the road to Damascus one, one day and, uh, and, and the Lord appeared to him. Uh, excuse me. The Lord appeared to him on the road to Damascus and, uh, and, and, and he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And he, and he got saved. He got changed. 
totally changed. And absolutely, the power of God hit him, knocked him to the ground, and 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 uh, long story short, he was changed from Saul uh, to the Apostle Paul. And and God, uh, through that encounter that he had with the Lord Jesus Christ, God, uh, you know, used him as an apostle to write over half of the New Testament, and he truly truly became a for real Christian mm -hmm. and truly, truly changed changed and, and got born again. And what a proof of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we have the empty tomb and, mm -hmm. and yes, we have so many, many things, you know, that's, that's that, that empty tomb makes Christianity different from all the other religions is mm -hmm. that, is that, is that Jesus has been raised from the dead. And really Christianity isn't a religion. A religion's been made out of it, but it's a relationship yes. with a, with a living savior. Yes, it is. But it, it, so, so one proof of the resurrection is yes, the empty tomb, but it's a changed, a changed life. And so Paul, you know, Saul of Tarsus was, was changed by the power of God. He got born again. What a proof of the resurrection. And, uh, and we've seen so many people over the years that, that they've, they've been changed by, by the power of Jesus's resurrection. And, yes. uh, it's such a, a, a wonderful proof that Jesus has been raised from the dead. And, uh, why, why don't you share with the people about how Jesus changed your life and your encounter with him? Well, I was raised Catholic. And then, uh, when I got into junior high or, or uh, it was called, it's what it's called middle school now. It was junior high back then. Uh, I just moved to a new city, a new school. I didn't know anyone, and I became very uh, nervous. <laughs> I, I just shook. I shook like a leaf all the time, and um, I couldn't hardly hold my lunch tray. I couldn't do projects in art because I shook so bad, and I had to be put on medication. Um, I, uh, but my home life, you know, with my parents was not very good. Uh, it was a very unhappy setting at home. And um, then when by the time I got started high school, um, I decided I didn't believe in God anymore. And I got in with the wrong crowd of kids. And I was taking drugs. And one of my favorite music groups was Black Sabbath. So I had uh, gotten to a really bad place in my life. Uh, I was doing very poorly in school. I was skipping school. I was hitchhiking, you know, just doing all kinds of things that uh, 14, 13, 14-year-old 14 girls shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of in the, uh, I kind of had an opposite experience. I had uh, a real good home life. Uh, my, my dad passed away when I was seven, but had a very good mother and a home life that was very stable and very good. And, uh, you know, while you were listening to Black Sabbath, I was listening to Lawrence Welk. And, <laughs> cause I had to watch that every Saturday night. I hated that. But, uh, my grandma and my mom, that's what they wanted to watch. So I grew up uh, listening to Lawrence Welk and Hee Haw and, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And, but, but I never did drugs or alcohol or anything, thing like that. And I was more, uh, uh, kind of what you'd call self-righteous, you know, I was kind of a goody two-shoes, you know, uh, but I was very obnoxious to be around because I let everybody know I was a goody two-shoes, <laughs> and so I, I, you know, but that was kind of, of my upbringing, and, uh, but you know, in either case, yours or mine, we were both lost, yes. and on our way to hell. Yes, equally and so. Equally so, you, you know, you were just, you, you were, your life was more unsavory, mine was more savory, but we were both lost. Yes. 
and just the same. Mm -hmm. But thank God we, we ran in to Jesus. To Jesus. Why don't That's you tell right. the people how you uh, came to know Jesus? Well, uh, it first started happening when um, on television and like in the Parade magazine and the Post-Dispatch, they started talking about the Jesus movement. And it kind of sparked my interest because it was something different and unusual and people seemed to be happy and have a life about them. And then when I was in home ec class, there were a couple of girls that sat across from me that um, were happy. <laughs> and that was just totally unusual to me to be around people that were happy. So I asked them one day, I, I just said, you know, why are you so happy? And they said, because of Jesus. And uh, they offered to take me to church and I went with them. And that very night I gave my life to the Lord. I got saved. I just became a totally and completely different person. It was like, like night and day. Um, the old uh, misery and uh, sadness and uh, just, just the kind of lost in my life, that was completely and totally gone. And Jesus just changed my life. Absolutely. I, I remember I was looking through some pictures one day from many years ago, and uh, I remember I came across a picture, and it looked like you, but it wasn't you. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain that, but I knew it was you, but it wasn't you. Old pictures mm -hmm. from when you were, you know, I guess you were 14 years old or 15, somewhere in there. And I knew it was you, but it wasn't you. And I remember bringing you that picture, and I said, this, this, looks, this is you, but it's not you. And you said, oh, well, that's me before I got saved. I mean, you think about that. Yeah. You had such an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, some people, they just say, they'll just say a prayer and think they got saved. Mm -hmm. but there's more to it than just saying a prayer. Yes. Now, you can get saved by saying a prayer if you mean it in your heart. But a lot of people have, you know, they, well, they say a prayer and whatnot to, to get saved, but there's no change in their life. But you really got born again. Yes. You really got saved so much so that it affected the way you look. Yes. Because I found a picture of you just shortly afterwards. And I said, now that, now that's, that's my Diane right there. So one picture you were like 14, 15, the other picture you were maybe like 16, 17, whatever. But you could see a difference mm -hmm. in your, in your, the way you looked. Life on the inside of me. Absolutely. And so, uh, but that was your, uh, your experience and you really, like Saul who became Paul, you really got saved. I you did. really did. I did. And uh, I remember with me now, I, I told you, you know, how I was, more self-righteous and that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I was like, like Cornelius in the Bible in Acts, the 10th chapter, you know, well, I, I mean, he was far better than me, but he was a devout man and he prayed regularly. He gave to the poor and all of that. But an angel appeared to him and said, send for Peter and he'll tell you what you must do. Long story short, you know, you think, well, what, what does a man like Cornelius have to do? Wouldn't you think that, you know, he's a devout man well, let me read from my notes. He was a devout, good family man. He feared God. He gave generously to the poor. He prayed to God regularly. Mm -hmm. What what more would he have to do? Well, he wasn't saved. Yeah. You don't get saved by doing good works. See, a lot of people think that that's how you get saved, but that's not how you get saved. Right. You get saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And so that angel appeared to him and said, send for Peter. He'll tell you what you must do. And so Peter came over to his house, preached the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and Cornelius, just like you, he him and his household, they received Jesus yes. and they got saved. Yes, they did. And, and like in my life, I, I you know, 
I was at like goody two shoes and whatnot, but I had to get saved too. And so uh, the thing with me is my grandma saw to it that I got in the Baptist church in Sunday school from the time I was a, a young child. And it's so important to get your kids in church when, you know, when they're very young. And she saw to it that I went to, went to, to, to church as Sunday school. And you know, uh, the, the Bible got put in me mm-hmm. as, as a young boy. And, uh, and, and I certainly acknowledged God existed, but as I got into high school, um, I, uh, uh, I began to listen to some ministers on television and they preached the gospel and I had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and he saved me and he changed me. And, uh, all those good works, you know, that I did, they don't save you, no. you know, faith in Jesus is what saves That's you. Right. And I became a new person in Christ. And, uh, and now thank God for good works. You know, the Bible teaches that when we become Christians, we ought to be full of good works, mm-hmm. but those good works are not the, the root of our salvation. They're the fruit of it. They, you know, once we're saved, we ought to do good works. The good works don't save us, but nonetheless, I got saved. And it was through faith in Jesus Christ. Simple childlike faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, so you came out of more of an unsavory background, had an encounter with Christ and got saved. I came out of a different sort of a background, but in both cases, we had an encounter with the living Savior, and we got saved, going to miss hell, make heaven. And that's the true meaning of Resurrection Sunday. That's that's the true meaning of Resurrection Sunday. And so, uh, so anyway. So we'd like to ask you this morning, on Resurrection Sunday, have you had an encounter with Jesus Christ? Do you know him as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you have that fresh new life in you? We'd like to ask you that this morning. In Romans 10 verse 9, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that means saved from hell. And you make heaven one day. Yes, that's right. And so I want to encourage you if you're out there and you've never repented of your sins and 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 asked Jesus to, to become your Savior and receive him, do that right now. Do that right now. Just the Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. And and so cry out to him and he'll he'll change you the same way he changed Saul of Tarsus to make him Paul. He saved Cornelius, who we talked about today, the same way that he changed Diane, same way he changed me. He'll change you if you'll cry out to him in faith, really believing in your heart that 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 he's been risen from the dead he died on the cross was buried rose from the dead and and that you you confess him as your lord and savior the bible says you'll be saved and the bible also says that if any person is in christ they're a new creation old things pass away and all things become new and so that's what happened to you that's what happened to me and it can happen to you too if you'll call on the name of the lord jesus christ well hey thanks for joining us today it was sure a privilege to share the gospel with you today and just talk with you a little bit and and i tell you what it was sure fun to have you with me today (laughs) it was fun to be with you well god bless you i love you you're a great wife you're a great husband okay you sure you like still like my bow tie i like your bow tie okay happy resurrection day. day we'll see you soon god bless you bye bye bye